Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So we encourage you to share your story with us at info at fellowshipgj.com or by clicking the Share Your Story tab on the Church Center app. Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. And you can do that by clicking on the giving link located in the description below this video, online at fellowshipgj.com. Or if you're a member here at Fellowship Church, you can give through our Church Center app. This will help us continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thank you for joining us today and enjoy today's service. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight o'er the ramparts we watched were so gallantly
sing a miracle. A miracle can happen now. For the Spirit of the Lord is here. And is all around. For the Spirit of the Lord.
I got up this morning and I uh, jumped on my YouVersion Bible app and the verse of the day has to do with freedom, which makes sense today being 4th of July. Uh, and I was reading it and I was just like, that's funny, it's talking about freedom because it's 4th of July, but what is recent history for our country here, and I say recent even though it happened, you know, hundreds of years ago, but awakened a thought of an eternal truth the scripture has, and it says this, it's Galatians 5.13, for you have been called to live in freedom, that that's our purpose, that we are called to live in what is freedom. As we sing here, it is heaven. I think one of the clearest description of God's will on earth is on earth as it is in heaven, to be in his presence and to be in his presence is freedom. That's what it is. It is freedom, right? And as we're singing this song, that Jesus makes the darkness tremble. And we're declaring the name of Jesus in this place. And what happens with his name, that the darkness that, that tries to hold us down, that the, 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 in the dark places and, and the things the enemy tries to do to hold us down, that that is not the truth. We are called to live in freedom. That is an eternal truth. So as we, as we sang this song saying, Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. That is declaring victory over what the darkness used to held us back by. The sin that held us captive. The things that may be holding you back, trying to hold you back from what God's gonna say to you today is not valid because we are called to live in freedom, in freedom. So I just wanna pray a prayer of of blessing and, and invite his freedom into the room. As we, as we already have been declaring that, is there, if there's anything in, in your heart, anything in your past, anything you did last night or even this morning on your way here that is trying to hold you back from what God wants for you in your life, we are gonna declare the name of Jesus over every aspect of who we are right now because we are called to live in freedom. That's who we are. So Jesus, I pray for every single heart and soul in this room and every, every single heart and soul that's listening to this. Lord, let your freedom reign. God, let your freedom come. Knowing Jesus, that it is through your presence that we have that access. We invite your presence in. And I pray for freedom for the heart, for the person whose marriage has fallen apart. I pray for freedom for the heart, whose uh, person whose health has held them back. I pray for freedom in the heart of the person that, that has the attack of the enemy just waged war this week right now. Let them feel your freedom from that. We declare the name of Jesus over that situation. We declare the name of Jesus over that heart right now. God, you are so good and your presence is so good. So we invite you in. Open our eyes to see the things you want us to see. Open our ears to hear the things that you want us to hear, God. And we declare the name of Jesus and we receive, God, your freedom today. Lord, we love you and we thank you in your heavenly name, amen. Come on, if you're free, let me hear you today. Yes, he's good, he's good. For those of you here in person with us, say hello to somebody, tell them they're free today and uh, find, your, find your way to your seats. For those of you tuning in with us, you're free, you are. And we are super happy that through the freedom that you have, you're choosing to uh, be with us here and tune in with us here at Fellowship Church. We'd love to see where you are tuning in from. So uh, let us know where you're tuning in from. I know it's a holiday weekend. Some of you are out camping, you're out on the lake or whatever. Shoot us um, a picture or something like that. Uh, put it in the feed. Let us know where you're watching from. It's awesome to be able to see how far the reach of Fellowship Church has gone out. It is awesome. For those of you that maybe are new to Fellowship Church or you're just wanting to connect, you maybe have been attending for even a few years and you're just like, you know what? It's time that I uh, start meeting some people, jump into a group or something like that. Or if you're just brand new here, text the word fellowship to 94,000 and that gets you to like a, a whole bunch of links that can connect you into groups, uh, tell us about classes or get you an invitation to the guest reception. And uh, that's a great spot to be able to take a tour, meet some staff. You'll connect with us through the week if you text the word fellowship to 94,000. We're gonna continue this awesome, awesome experience in, in worshiping our God with the giving of tithes and offerings. And as I was uh, reading my Bible this last week, I've been kind of powering through some of the Old Testament. And it's amazing how many kings in like uh, the Kings and Chronicles after Solomon, like who was the wisest king, just took bad counsel. They took bad counsel and made some bad decisions. And I'm like, man, that's a whole lot of pattern of people that just took bad counsel, especially when it comes to our finances, we need to take good counsel 
But the Bible just has a ton of stuff to say about um, finances. One of those things is just trusting God um, with your heart through that. There's a lot of different ways to give here at Fellowship Church. You can, the easiest way is through the Church Center app, which um, you're able to just do from wherever you are. And it automatically uh, updates your statements and all that giving history. You can see all through the Church Center app. So if you don't have that yet, jump on there. It's a great way to give. We also have our offering boxes in the lobbies um, as well as in throughout the week, if you want to drop in or mail a check in, please do so. Uh, it's a great way. We have a lot of different ways to give here. Um, giving is a way that we can love God back. So I want to pray a prayer of blessing over our tithes and offerings today um, for all of us that are in financial need or something. like. I want to be able to pray a special uh, prayer for you guys today as well. So please pray with me. Jesus, man, thank you, God, for who you are. Thank you that you are a provider, that you are a healer, that you are a redeemer, God, that you are a liberator. Thank you for those qualities, Jesus. And I pray that for the hearts of those in need right now can fuel you as all of those things, that you can liberate them, that you can heal them, and that you can bless them financially. Um, Father, thank you for um, you loving us so much while we're still sinners that you, you would give yourself for us, Jesus. And so, Father, I pray that, um, that through that, God, that a way that we can love you back is just to be able to give to you. And so I pray that um, every single person that's given today, you can just you bless them. God, lay your hand of blessing on those in need, on those um, that, that don't have as much as they need right now. God, I pray that you can make a way. Lord, we love you and we worship not the gift, but the giver. And so, Jesus, we, we, we lift your name up. We bless your name, Lord. We love you and we thank you. Jesus, in your heavenly name, amen. All right, there's a lot of cool things going on in this hot summer here at Fellowship Church. Here's a few of them. Super Kids Conference is coming up on July 18th through the 20th. The conference begins during our 11 o'clock service and registration for already signed up kids begins at 10 a.m. This is going to be awesome. We're gonna minister to your kids and draw them closer to Christ. Plus do a whole bunch of fun stuff. For those of you who might be a little confused by the schedule, it's right here. You can see that you pick up your kid and you drop them off again each day. Thank you so much for trusting us with your elementary age kids for Super Kids Conference. Our youth and children's ministry is always looking for volunteers. If you need a place to serve, meet us at the West End Pergola and sign up for youth and kids ministry. We will be celebrating baptism together on August 1st between the 9 and 11 o'clock services. It's going to take place in 4640 and it is a powerful opportunity for you to show your faith in Christ to your family members and friends. If you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior but have yet to be baptized, please jump on the Church Center app under events and sign up for baptism. There is of course no cost for that event and you will be able to come on that Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, invite your family and friends to witness you make your public declaration of faith. Don't miss this awesome opportunity. We know that some of you have been joining us exclusively online and we love to encourage you to come back to church. Here's the story of one of our members and how in-person church has impacted their life. What I love so much about being here in person is the fact that I get to hug people and shake their hands and see their smiling faces and just feel the communion between everyone that is coming here. Um, this sanctuary is such a saving grace for me. I enjoy it so much. When you're at home, you don't get that inner connection with the people around you. And it's just important, so important for me that I'm here to enjoy that and to reach out and hug somebody and shake their hand and watch them enjoy worshiping. And you don't get to see that when you're at home. Thank you for joining us. We hope that you enjoy the rest of today's service. Well, good morning. It is so good to see all of you in the live service. Those of you that are tuning in from home or wherever you may be, thank you so very much. This is part two from last Sunday. If you're not dead, God is not done. I want to recap just a couple of things from last week, takeaways that you should have experienced in the service and maybe even talked about or at least thought about later. The first thing came from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58 
where Paul said, my dear brothers and sisters. Okay, so it's, we need to clarify who he's talking to. When Paul was referring to brothers and sisters, he wasn't talking about his own family. He was talking about the family of God. All the males and females that have accepted Jesus as their personal Savior that are part of God's family, this is who I'm talking to, and this is his instruction, be strong. What's that mean? It means don't be weak. It means don't be a crybaby, but be strong. And then he said immovable. What does that mean? That means I'm not going anywhere. I have put my faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and it does not matter to me what new age teaching might be out there. I don't care what is popular with Hollywood. I base my faith on the truth of the Word of God, and my relationship with Jesus Christ is not going to be moved or bullied or pushed off of, immovable, always. What does the word always mean? Yeah, always. Um, Work, what does the word work mean? It means active, activity. There are those that sit in Bible classes that are taught, they're being equipped. The one that's teaching the Bible class is the one that's working. So working takes place when we put the Word of God that we have been taught and equipped with to make it active when it comes to doing God's Word. Now how are we supposed to do it? Enthusiastically. That word means with great excitement and interest. And then he goes on to say, for the Lord, not for the church, not for a pastor, not for a family member, not for a friend, not for your peers, but you're doing this work for the Lord. Then on the side screen, we saw his plan. And his plan was to partner with us for the purpose of accomplishing his work here on earth. We talked about that last week. And then we talked about that his work has to come first. We saw that in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. But more than anything else, more than anything else, put God's work first and do what he wants. Then, God promises, the other things will be yours as well. What you've been going for. Just do what God wants you to do first, and then you get it. Now listen, a lot of people miss this, but this is the easier way for you to do life and to succeed and to be prosperous and to be happy and to accomplish things. Now, a lot of people think, well, if I'm going to have, I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to go for the things that I want. I want to, you know, my business, my company, I'll work God's stuff in, you know, maybe a couple hours at the end of the week. But God's not saying for us to do that. When we put his work first, and I'm going to be real careful with what I'm about to say, and I'm going to clarify it. But this is truth from the promise of the word of God. Now watch what I'm about to say. When you work for him, he works for you. Now let me clarify it. That should not be your motivating factor to serve him. Because the Bible says the love of Christ constraineth us. We should serve him and put him first because of gratitude of what he has already done for us, what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary. But it is a fact from God's word. When you work for God, God will in turn work for you. Now, we saw last week, the enemy's job is to get you to keep from starting down this path of a successful life, keep you from getting the blessings that God has promised he would give you if you'll just put him and his work first. That is what the enemy is trying to do. One of the ways he does that, we talked about it last week, is uh, uh, regret and guilt. If you're going to live the life God intended for you to live, you've got to battle against and win over the emotions of regret and guilt. And then we talked about that those are weapons of the enemy. And then fear is also a weapon of the enemy. What's the fear trying to do? To get you to stop, to get you to not, not to start. And, and, and the Bible tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, God did not give us the spirit of fear. This did not come from our loving Heavenly Father. If you are fearful, if you are filled with anxiety, if you're afraid, if you don't do what God wants you to do, but he gave us power, love, and of a sound mind. Reminders then from this from last week, you cannot be the person that you need to be for the future if you keep punishing yourself for the person you used to be in the past. You need God forgave you, you get a home forever in heaven. When you forgive yourself, you get to finally move forward. Let it go and move forward. And then the only way to overcome a bad past, because all of us have times in our life, seasons in our life that we're not proud of, that we are ashamed of. And the only way to overcome that is to create a amazing future. So now, part two, 
more steps. Let's get on with it. Let me pray. Father, we love you so much. Thank you for every person that's here in the live service, everyone that is tuned in online. Keep all the people safe that are out there on this July 4th weekend. Regardless of what they're doing, they're at the lake, they're partying, they're taking a hike. I pray that you keep them safe on the road and they're driving. No accident would occur, no harm come uh, to our people in any way, Father. I'm asking this in the name of Jesus, protect our people as they travel. Uh, amen. Well, now, if you're going to get on with it, if you're going to create an amazing future, if you're going to keep moving forward, we're going to have to take, are you ready, more steps the psalmist talked about this in Psalm 37 and verse 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He delights in every detail of his life. So where you are right now in this life, listen to me very carefully. If it is not going well for you, this is a temporary step. This is just one step in your portfolio. This is one season, one particular point in time, and it will not last. So if right now in your life you are filled with anxiety, you're filled with hopelessness, you feel like that you don't have a future, that you're never going to be able to move forward, if you're unhappy, if you're sad, if you wish life was different, never make a permanent decision over a temporary step, over a temporary circumstance. Because the psalmist wants to remind us in Psalms 37, verse 36, once I was young and now I am old, and I, yet I have never seen the godly abandoned or his children begging for bread. Everything is going to be all right. You just have to take another step. Now the word step implies process. I'm not sure how much I like process. I like immediate return. I don't know pr like process to be able to get there. Process is work. Steps are work. And what this means, this term step, meaning steps of good man are ordered by the Lord, what is being ordered here is a process that could take a while. Now, if it is your heart's desire and you believe God's path for you is that you would one day, lady, marry a wonderful man and have a wonderful future, but you are not dating anybody right now. You probably will not be getting married to that person this week. Are you with me? So you are in a process of walking down a path to get you to your destination. Your destiny, what I'm trying to say is it could take a while. It just might not happen this week. It just might not happen this month. It might not happen this year. But one step after another and you will get there. Well, I want my blessing to be ready for me now. I want my blessing to, I, I, want, it, I want it ready. Well, listen. The problem is not that God doesn't have what you want or what you need ready. That's not the issue. The issue is, are you ready for the blessing that he has already prepared for you? God doesn't have to cook it up. He doesn't have to go into the kitchen. He doesn't have to have a board meeting to call angels. What you want is already ready. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, I'll just read it. That no eye has heard, no ear has heard, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those of us who loved Him. So the question is are you ready for the blessing that you've been asking Him for? Thus, the process of steps. Well, I pray God to give me a Tim Tebow kind of a husband that loves the Lord. He's fit, he's built, he's good looking, and he's rich. Uh -huh. But are you the kind of woman that would marry and could marry a Tim Tebow kind of a guy? Because if you're not ready, all you're going to do is mess him up. So the question is, are you ready? Well, if God was a good God, he'd just give it to me and we'd figure it out. If I gave my daughter a car, and it was a really nice car, really expensive, would that be... Would I be a good dad if I did that? Well, let me ask you another question. What if I gave it to her when she was five? Would I still be a good dad? Same car, same daughter, same road conditions. But given at the wrong time means I'm not really a good father. 
A good father not only gives good things, but a good father will give those good things and has the ability to say they're coming. They're just not coming to you yet. Now, I will admit to you that I'm not always patient with the process. Um, I don't like standing in lines. I don't know when this happened to me, but, but I'm not as, I, I, maybe I'm not sure if I ever was that patient. I'm not sure. I'm a personality type. I know that. I'm a choleric. I know that. I get all that. I want to get things done. I want to get them done quickly. And I don't like standing in line. I, I don't want to wait. I, I realized when I got gray hair, I should have came with a warning sign. It should be on a T-shirt that I wear around people that says, this man comes with strong opinions and a big mouth, and he is not patient. There's going to be a lot of writing on this T-shirt that I come with. But if I'm hungry at lunchtime and I drive down to Chick-fil-A and there are two lines circling Chick-fil-A and you got to wrap around that building two times to get a chicken sandwich and they got good chicken sandwiches. I'm not saying they don't, but I am not driving around the building two times to get a chicken sandwich. I'm going to Wendy's. I will get their chicken sandwich. I don't like modern telephone answering services for companies. I don't want to push four, and then I don't want to push nine, and then if I want this department, I don't want to push seven. I don't want that, and if the answer is yes, say yes, yes, and if the answer is no, say no, no, and if you want to speak, representative, representative, represent. I just want somebody to answer the phone and answer my question and let us both move on without a problem. I don't like it. I don't like it. I didn't order steps. I didn't do that. God ordered steps. I ordered a blessing. I ordered prosperity. We order good relationships. We order a great marriage, a happy marriage, a fulfilling marriage. That's what we ordered. I ordered health and fitness. And I got a diet plan and an exercise schedule. Steps, and more steps, and more steps, and more steps. To get where? To the destination. I didn't order that. Matter of fact, I wasn't even given a menu. God didn't give me a menu to ask me what I wanted. God ordered for me, and God ordered steps, a process, a journey that I would need to take in order to be where God wanted me to be at a destination that I would reach successfully and without waste. Now, I'm not really sure that anybody likes steps. I mean, when you think about it, we don't, we put steps in our home sometime uh, because we don't want to spend 70,000 for an elevator. And the only reason we have steps in our home is to get us to a higher level. God ordered them. God ordered steps, and he ordered those steps for me, and he ordered them for you. That helps me to understand that I'm not just wandering around aimlessly down here, that I'm not just wasting time or just burning minutes, that there is a path for me to stay on, and God is not just making this thing up as we go. Paul said it this way, I fought a good fight, I finished, what did he say, my course. I have a course that I was designed for, and my course is not your course. Quit trying to get me to take your course. It's your course. I'm glad for you. I'll be a cheerleader for you, but don't pull me off my course that I was designed for to run your course. I'm not going to Africa to work as a missionary. I'm not going to Guadalajara. I'm not going to those places. I'm going to Grand Junction, Colorado and work right here because Grand Junction is my course. So if that's your course, good for you. But don't try to pull somebody off of their course. Well, I just wish somebody would tell me what my course is that I was designed to walk on. Well, give me a minute because somebody did tell you what your course is. I'll tell you how to find it out. But first, let me give you some observations about these steps that I've been on now for about 62 years. 
Sometimes it feel like, feels like when I am on certain steps, especially lately, that I have been on this step before. And why am I having to go back and take the same steps over again? Because there are certain steps I know that I was on in 2019 and 2020 happened, and now I find myself back on some of the same steps that I walked through years ago. And they weren't easy to walk over them the first time. I didn't skip them. I didn't jump two at a time, three at a time. Maybe when I was younger, I tried. But I remember these steps. Not that I remember, I remember how they felt. I remember that this step, a while back, felt like anxiety. It felt like worry. It felt like hopelessness that I would never get off of this one step because this step is so difficult. And God, what is it that you want me to learn where you would cause me to step on the same step again? I felt all that. I dealt with it. And I moved on from it. But I might have missed an opportunity on that step that now I see, that I didn't see then because I was just trying to get off of it. And the opportunity that I missed was not that I didn't feel worried, didn't feel anxiety, didn't feel hopeless, didn't feel tired. The opportunity that I missed was that I did not feel grateful. It was a step that I took where I was not praising God for the step. I was looking forward to the destination that the step would take me. And now I find out looking back that we get to destinations and then we run to and plan on the next destination after a short period of praise to God for reaching that destination. And God wants us to be step praisers. God wants us to be step worshipers. What did God do himself? He created certain parts of this world and then he paused and said on that day, this is good. But yet it wasn't all done yet, but every day he spoke that this was good. It is an example to us that even though we may not be at our desired destination, God wants us to be step praisers because that step has taken out other people just like you. That's where the enemy killed certain folks. That's where the enemy broke up marriages. That's where the enemy stopped businesses that never got started again. That's where the enemy put people in a state of depression, into drugs or into alcohol that they never pulled out of it. And he allowed you to step off that step. First of all, he allowed you to step on it and then to have the power of God to step off of it and to keep going. When the enemy could have taken you out, God wants us to be step praisers every day, every week. God, thank you for this step. I am so very grateful. Well, if I were to tell you, just keep going. Just keep going. Just take another step. And I want to acknowledge the fact that that every step that you and I have taken to be where we are today, they've all been hard. Can I say that? I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful to where Fellowship Church is today. I love my son, our lead pastor. I love the direction of our church. The blessings of God on our church over this past year and a half have been nothing but miraculous. I love to see the people getting saved, people joining our church, families that are going to other places in Texas and other places like that. We've got families moving in, and God is just blessing like crazy. It's so fun to see all of it. But, but when you look at where we are today, listen very carefully to what I'm about to tell you. It has all been hard to get here. Every step has been a difficult step. And I'm so, I'm so thankful for it. So when I, when I tell you just keep going, it sounds like a good motivational tagline, doesn't it? Doesn't it sound like that? But the question is this. It, it's not good that you keep going if you're on the wrong course. So how can you be sure that you are on the God-designed course that God 
designed you for? How can you be sure? And who can you talk to to tell you? How people ask me, Pastor, should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? And I mean, if it's not clear black and white in the Bible, I don't know. I don't know. Should I start this business and this company right now? I don't know. Well, what do you think about I don't know. I don't know. What did God tell you? Uh, I hadn't really talked to him about it yet. Well, that would be a great place to start. What if, and use your imagination, you work for a company, and it was a great company, and they did great things. The purpose statement of that company was awesome. The boss was like this loving father figure. And he said to you, son or daughter, hey, before you start your job today, why don't you meet with me in my office at 6.30? Bring a coffee from McDonald's or something, I don't know, but just sit down with me and talk to me. You would get ready. You would make sure you didn't run late. You'd get your coffee, you'd probably bring him something. And you'd go sit down there and you would be ready. And he'd say, how you doing? Oh man, I'm doing good, thank you for asking me. That's great, you love working here? I love working here. You feel like you're being utilized the way you should? Well. You know, I, I really am. I'm, I'm stretched in some areas. Well, that's okay. That's okay. Take your time. We'll work with you. Come ask me questions when you need to. Oh, okay. Um, uh, and the boss says, how's your family doing? Doing good. You know, we're doing good. Got everything you need in your office? Well, there is a new software program that might make my job easier. And the boss goes, I know that. I was waiting for you to ask me. Matter of fact, there's a step up from the software program you want. And since you asked me, I mean, if you're not willing to deal with what you've been having to deal with and you want a better software program, I already had, here, here you go, here you go, I had it, it was waiting on you. I just didn't know, didn't know how bad it was important to you. Oh, well, thank you. Was there anything I can do for you today, boss? Yeah, yeah, there'll be a few things you'll run into today. Some of them you just know to handle. You'll know to handle. And uh, if you get stuck, I'm right there with you. I'll, 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 I'll walk through the day with you. Wait, whoa, whoa, you're running a big corporation. You're going to walk through this day with me? Yeah, I'll do it. I'll walk with you. I'll be there anytime you just turn around and just say, hey, I need your help. Okay, great. And by the way, since you're so interested in my company and my company succeeding, I'm going to bless you with benefits. I'm going to bless you with pay. And I'm even going to help you with your, your relationships. Wow. And then the next day you meet with them, and then the next day, and it gets easier and more comfortable, and you're talking about more things, and I really messed up. I wrecked the company truck. Oh, my gosh. And he says, we'll get a new one. We'll get a new one, just a truck. How are you doing? You okay? Yeah. How would you like to work for a man like that? You do. You do. Are you meeting with him? Guys, I don't know how it happened. I don't. I had a GPS in my hand. Siri was talking to me. I had two pastors in my truck. We were trying to get to a place that I'd been there before, but I wasn't really sure how to get there, so Siri was kind of telling me how to go. Well, the pastors were talking as pastors do. Siri is talking, and, and she said something, and I don't know what she said, but I thought where I was going was straight ahead, so I just kept going straight. She actually told me to turn. But I thought, eh, it's that way. I know it is. We'll get to it this way. She'll readjust. That's what I thought. She'll readjust to my plan. That's what I thought. So I arrogantly continued on down this road until the road turned to dirt. Dirt turned to a cornfield, and the cornfield stopped the truck. And, there was, and I knew it was on the other side. It used to be a cornfield. It's just a big old field blocking the way. No way to get through it. But I knew where I'm going is over there. And Siri kept saying, you need to make a U-turn. Because the system that I had had the ability to recalculate and get me back on the right course at the point where I made a mistake. Now, I thought it could recalculate or knew where I was when I was on course. But this system knew where I was when I was lost, and I didn't know where I was. And the instructions were, at my point of mistake, make a U-turn. Make a U-turn. From where you are right now, 
You need to make this step in order to get back on track. You say, well, Pastor, what is that step? Meet with God tomorrow morning and let him tell you. I love y'all. Happy Fourth. Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you have not made Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And you can do this right now. I just want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are Lord, that you died on the cross for my sins, and that you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you now to be my savior, to guide my life, and to give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this in your precious son, Jesus Christ's name, amen. If you just prayed this prayer for the first time, we would love to celebrate with you. Please text us at heaven and 94,000 to get in contact with one of our staff where we can answer any questions that you may have. Also, if you're in need of prayer, we would love to support you. You can submit your prayer requests by texting prayer support to 94,000 as well. Our prayer team will receive your request and immediately start covering you. If this was your first time experiencing Fellowship Church, or if you want to learn more about one of our many ministries, you can text Fellowship to 94,000 to connect with our staff. As always, we are still just a phone call away. You can contact us at 970-245-PRAY with any questions. Thanks again. We hope to see you next week in person or online.